Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Oh, 
of our lives as children of God. Situations may not always be good. Circumstances may not always be good. Our finances may not always be good. Our health may not always be good. Our relationships, our marriages, our families, our so many things may or may not be good, but one constant in our lives is that God is in fact good. We praise him tonight. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we just finished our most recent topic earlier today. Title don't mean love. Title don't mean love. Now, just because you got a title, that don't mean you love. We want our titles as children of God to be motivated by love, not motivated by arrogance, not motivated by pride, not really motivated by selfish ambition. We want our titles because God's given us titles. You know, that's just the name that describes our function or describes our job. You know, God has given us titles. Well, we want love to be the motivation, just like it was love that gave us the title. Any true title that you have, it was love that gave it to you. Let your title be motivated by that same love. We're going to look at something the Lord has given us here. And look at yourself and listen to yourself. Look at yourself and listen to yourself. Two very important aspects of our Christian walk. We're going to look at the book. Of First Timothy chapter four, verse sixteen. First Timothy chapter four, verse sixteen, from the New International Version. Apostle Paul wrote to young Timothy, and also to many of us as well. It says, "Watch your life and your doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do." you will save both yourself and your hearers. Well, contextual sake, we're going to go back one verse. Be diligent, Paul said, in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and your doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourselves and your hearers. Capital A in our outline Lifestyle and doctrine. Lifestyle and doctrine. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we adore you. We reverence you. We appreciate you. We thank you, Father, for who you are, what you are, what you do, what you have done, what you're going to do. We give you glory, honor, and praise, Father. You have blessed us from many different angles in many different capacities, Father, too numerous for us to even begin to comprehend. But what we do know, Father, we just say thank you. We appreciate you and we reverence you. We ask, Father, that as we speak tonight, it will be your words, your wisdom, your knowledge. May we echo, Father, your truth. May we speak your will that your people in the four corners of the earth may be edified, uplifted, encouraged, and blessed. 
Father, we trust that you are going to do these things for us, and as you do, we will be very careful to give your name, which is above all other names, all the glory, the honor, and the praise. This is our prayer. We count it done in Jesus' mighty and glorious name. We pray, amen, and amen. Watch your life and your doctrine closely. Capital A, lifestyle and doctrine. Lifestyle and doctrine. When you talk about lifestyle, you're basically talking about a set way in which a people have decided to live. As many different people as there are, you will see as many different what? Lifestyles. Because just as people are different, people have different lifestyles. Some like it cold. Some like it hot. Some like to be up. Some like to be down. Some like plenty. Some like less. Well, look, everybody has a lifestyle. What you want to understand, my brother and my sister, is that your lifestyle, my lifestyle, our lifestyles are predicated on our doctrine. Doctrine, you all hear me mention at the opening of every program where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of God's people all over the world. Doctrine is a set of beliefs held by a church or a particular group or a particular order. It's a set of beliefs. It's, 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 you know, it's what we believe. As children of God, we have many different doctrines floating around. Now, doctrine can be right or wrong, just as lifestyle can be right or wrong. Just because we believe something real strong, that don't mean we're right. Just because we don't believe something real, real strong, that don't mean that, that that's not true. You say, Apostle, then how do we figure out this uh, can be complex or can be confusing situation? God has given us his word. Now, God has given us his word to clear us up. Lifestyle as well as what? Doctrine. God gives us sound doctrine so that we can live sound lives or have a sound lifestyle. Now, you have to understand that the adversary, one of his main attacks in your life and mine, child of God, is on our doctrine. Adversary's thought is that if I can get your doctrine twisted, I can get your lifestyle twisted. This is why twisted. This is why Paul, who acted as a mentor to young Timothy, Timothy, companion of the Apostle Paul on many of his missionary journeys. He was a Greek or his name in the Greek meant honoring God. He was a recipient of two of Paul's epistles. In other words, two letters that are now encapsulated in Scripture. bear his name, 1 Timothy, come on somebody, and 2 Timothy. 
These were letters. Paul was writing letters to a young protege, and these letters were so impactful, so rich, so powerful that here today, thousands of years later, these letters are used for basically three main purposes. And you want to get these down because the letters of First and Second Timothy had three major purposes. Number one, they dealt with the organization of the church. Tell Apostle what you're talking about. The script Paul shared with young Timothy how, under the unction of the Holy Spirit, how the church was to be organized. You're talking about a man who was once a persecutor of the church is now under the unction of the Spirit of God explaining, exhorting, instructing individuals as to how the whole thing is supposed to go. The organization of the church. Letters included the responsibilities of various groups. What is this lifestyle? Doctor, I don't know what group you in. Then you you messing up. Right to start with, we don't have to go any further. We don't have to dig any deeper. You got to know what group you in. Every one of us, as children of God, people say, ah, "Apostle in Christ, there's neither male nor female." Well, then go on out there and sister and marry your sister in Christ. If that's if that's my brother, you in Christ. If there's neither male nor female, that is not what that means. That means that God will save you. He will place His Spirit in you, whether you are male or female, barbarian or Scythian, slave or free. It don't mean that there's no. Come on, now what in the world have we? Have I stopped being a man because I received the Holy Spirit? What have I? What and what am I now? Have you stopped being a woman? Did God all of a sudden remove you and make you a de- Have you stopped being? No, no, no. Now what has happened, God says, what I have done, now that I have given you my Holy Spirit, whether male or female, barbarian or Scythian, slave or free, rich or poor, what happens now, God says, I have empowered you now to carry out the duties and the responsibilities of your group. Now you can be a woman like you're supposed to be and not some Jezebel-manufactured product of your time. Now you can be a man like you're supposed to be and not some Ahab cowardly. Now you can be children of obedient children. And you, now, you can get, now you can carry out the function of your group now. God says, I've empowered you. Because God says, until I empower you to carry out the function of your group, you can't do it. God says, that's why I told my disciples to wait in Jerusalem until they had been endowed with power. From on high. They were apostles, ones who were sent. But God said, I'm not sending you to nobody until you have been empowered. The responsibilities of groups. As you look at Timothy, you go to Timothy chapter 5, every, you just about anybody you can imagine, there's a responsibility for that group. That's why I told, I told some of you all, some of you all African Americans got offended. Yeah, y'all got upset. I said uh, some weeks ago, remember I said I think I would have been a good slave? Some of y'all bust out laughing in here. I think I would have. You know, and no one like I know now. Now, if I didn't know what the Bible says about slaves, then I might have been rebelling and kicking against the kicking against the pricks and different things. But now when I can read here very clearly where the Scripture tells me slaves obey your master, then that's what I got to do. 
Because this thing is, what you, what you got to understand is that, listen, children of God, your existence, your life is bigger than this life. My life is bigger than this life. See, if you see this life as being the pinnacle, if you see this life as being as big as it gets, then, then you might have, But when you understand that this life is just a part of a much greater life, You've got to learn how to accept the group that you have been born in. Okay, I was born into slavery, let's say 300 years ago. All right, now what do I do? I, I got, well, I'm saved. Well, now what do I do now that I'm saved? I carry out the instructions that are given to my, huh, what, group. Okay, I look at myself. I'm a woman. I'm not a man. Uh, but I'm saved. I got the Holy Spirit. Well, what do I need to do? I need to be searching scriptures to find out the instructions for my group. See, some of y'all out there, you, you, got, you got yourself all twisted up. It's the Antichrist that's trying to turn us all into one little thing. That's why there's homosexual, lesbianism, gay, bisexual, trans. And that's why that thing is so big right there. It's adversary trying to turn us all into just, just mix us all together and just make us one thing. God said, uh-uh, uh-uh. uh-uh. God said, come out from among them and be ye separate. Why? Because God has made us to be members of a certain group. He has made men for a specific purpose and function. He has made women for a purpose, specific purpose and function. He has made children for a specific he has made he has made apostles for a specific purpose. What if everything in your house was a broom? Everything. I mean you go to the sink to try to turn on some water, but you turn the broom. You go to the bathroom, try to flush the toilet, but it's a broom. You go to sit down on your sofa, but it's just a broom. If everything in your house was a broom, how are we going? What what else can we do? What 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 are we going to do like that? No, everything. You look around you. Everything in your house has a specific purpose and a specific function. And God says so it is in creation. There's a specific purpose and function for men. There's a specific purpose and function for women. There's a specific specific purpose and function for slaves, for masters. If you find yourself, if you're a worker on the job, you don't own a company, there's a specific purpose and function for you. Advice. Verse chapter 5. About widows, elders, slaves, young men, brothers, Older women, mothers, grandchildren. Every day, you you check First Timothy chapter five and John Brown if you won't find out what your group's supposed to be. I'm trying to tell you something. I'm trying to tell you something. You find out. Well, all right. Let me see. What am I? All right. I'm an, I'm an older man. All right. Verse one. Do I'm saying here? Do not rebuke an older man harshly. All right. That let me know right there. Young bucks ain't got no business rebuking me harshly right off the top. Hold up, son. Hold up, young buck. Hold up, hold up, hold up, young. Yo, pops, why don't you get that? Hello, young buck. Wait a minute. You had all the right to start with. Do not rebuke an older man harshly. Older man. Well, you look at yourself. All right, I'm a younger woman. Then, then what, I'm, what I'm supposed to do? What, I'm a mother. I'm a grandmother. I'm a child. I'm a nephew. I'm a mama, mama, mama. First Timothy chapter 5. I'm a woman who's a believer. I'm an elder who directs the affairs of the church. 
I'm a younger widow. At, at first, I'm trying to tell some of you all out there, you better read First Timothy chapter 5. If you ain't read First Timothy chapter 5, you is messing up whatever group you in. If you ain't studied First Timothy chapter 5 very well, I don't care who you are and what you're talking about out there, you is messing up some stuff in your group. Organization of the church, if you ain't read First Timothy chapter 2 very well, you messing up in the church. You is messing up. I'm trying to tell you something. Ignorance breeds mess up. Ignorance breeds mess up. If you ever wondering who the pappy of mess up is, it's either ignorance or rebellion. A lot of times them two will, will marry themselves up real. Married themselves off. Ignorance and rebellion. Ignorance is the pappy of mess up or rebellion. One of them two. In other words, you out there messing up or are we in here messing up either because we don't know no better or because we have refused to do better. That's it. That's it. That's the origin of all human sin. You're talking about the sin of omission and you're talking about the sin of commission. Omission is ignorance. Oh, I didn't know that, Lord. Lord, I didn't know that, you know, I was messing up. All right, that's omission. But commission, you know exactly that that's wrong, Robert Bryant, and you're going to do that any kind of anyway? That's rebellion. Y'all looking around. Starting to get the picture, ain't you? Organization of the church. Responsibility of groups. And the third thing that these letters include is exhortations to faithfulness. Exhortation. Exhortation. Some of you all wonder, Apostle, why you got to be preaching like this every single day, every single night, because I'm exhorting you as well as myself to keep remain faithful, to be faithful, because this life is just a part of a much bigger life this life is just a part of a much bigger life. You mess around and end up in hell. You're going to wish you had taken this life. You wish you'd have done a different different thing in this life. Lord told me that years ago that thing, it, it shook me. It shook me. God said, Robert, you got to tell my people that nobody who ends up in hell, nobody. Oh, you got rock and roll stars. Oh, we worship Satan. All that kind of craziness. Jokers die and end up in hell, be like, man, we wish we hadn't worshipped Satan. They're singing a new song now. God said there's nobody, Robert, who I have sent to hell that thinks they made the right decision in life. Nobody. If you're so into hell, if you really think that hell is an all right place, get you a, a big old, fill it up with gasoline. And jump right in there and see. And see. Like that. Guarantee. You don't see VMP. See, so so the devil don't fool you. Now, how stupid are you? If you see me fill out this one pool with gasoline, light it on fire, blaze blowing all up, and I'll be like, look, man, it feel good up in there. You'd be like, for real? I'd be like, look, man. You you one of the things keep right on hollering. No, 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 because you know. That ain't right. Well, that in essence, what the adversary has done, that's why the Bible said in Revelation 20 and 10, and the devil who deceived them. You out there on the sound of my voice, you ain't saved. Somehow you done, you done been deceived. 
The devil done tricked you up. To think for one minute that you own safe ground in this life without Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you deceived. To think for one minute. Somebody like, all right, Robert Bryant, uh, we'll give you $10 million, but you got to spend one, life, one minute in this life and not be saved. Will you take the money? Not me. Lord, mess around and come back. I mess around and come back right during that minute. I'm standing there looking real stupid. I ain't got the money and get me to get sent to hell. No, no, not me. Mm-mm. Organization of the church, very important. Because if it's not organized, it's disorganized. Christian son of saints. If your closet is not organized, it's disorganized. If your room is not organized, it's disorganized. If your shed is not organized, it's di- whatever it is, if it's not organized, it's disorganized. Organization of the church. Responsibilities of the group. If you don't, if people don't know their responsibilities, you're gonna have a lot of mistakes. People don't know what they don't know what they're supposed to do. Exhortations to faithfulness. We got to keep this. This life is not all not easy now. It's not easy. We got to keep being exhorted. You mess around and think you can do without the word. And watch you mess around and be moonwalking just as sure. Moonwalking look like you're going forward. Michael Jackson made it real famous back in the 80s. Moonwalking. Bust up on stage at some awards show and moonwalk. People went crazy. Why? Well, you look like you're going forward, but you're really going backwards. Got some Christians moonwalking. Now, I done gave about three or four different dances that some, some Christians is doing. You got the okey-doke. What's that? Not the okey-doke. You put your right foot in. You put your left, the hokey-pokey. And then you got the moonwalk. That's two. You ought to give me something else in a minute. Now, understand that Paul was a great mentor of Timothy. You say, Apostle, what's driving there? If you want to achieve greatness in life, You've got to have a great mentor. Mm, thank you, Father. If you want to achieve, I, I can learn a lot about you. Let me just look at your mentor. Let me look at who's teaching. Let me look at who's sowing into you. Let me look at the wisdom that you, that you have chosen to adhere to. Oh, my God. You've got to have a great mentor. Greatness is taught and greatness is learned. It's not stumbled upon. It's taught. It's learned. Somebody you know that's great at something, they had a great mentor somewhere. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. And people that are not great at anything, they had a great mentor, or they didn't listen to their great mentor. Anybody that's great, anybody, I don't care. Great athletes, yeah, I like to, you know, I remember my, my uh, high school coach. He always, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you check with great people and ask them, name, name, three, name three people that helped you to get to where you are. Most of them will be able to name three, if not more. Name three people who's impacting these people. Now, I ain't talking about just... I ain't talking about obscure men and women. They ain't, they ain't, they ain't, I can't think of nobody. That's, that's exactly why. Great people can think back to 
those who have helped them to get where they are in whatever it is. Great people. Great athlete. Great musician. Oh, you say, well, I taught myself. I've been in the Internet. Well, then who them individuals that gave them five easy steps on the Internet? There was mentor. Mentors don't always have to be, they don't always have to be physically present. Paul is our mentor, and I ain't never seen him face to face. He's one of our mentors. Peter is one of our mentors. And I, I wouldn't know him if he walked in the Christian center. Some of you all under the sound of my voice. Hey, Apostle Brian is my mentor. And you wouldn't know me if I if, if I was standing in your living if I was sitting in your living room. Mentors don't always have to be physically present with us. Some of our mentors have long ago, but their words, their wisdom, their impact has it has has endured throughout our lives. Come on, let's get very close. Timothy's mother was Eunice. His grandmother was Lois. He was from a line of Christians. Father was a Greek, but his mother and his grandmother were serious, very serious women of God that set an example. See, somebody got to set an example. Great people, somebody has set an example for them. Somebody has set an example. They have looked at somebody that have done this thing well, and they have basically copied that, replicated that. The Bible says, mark the perfect man. Mark the perfect man. You know, I, the Lord is flashing in my spirit now a thing I did on your Internet. If you get a chance, type in on your Internet, uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant mashup. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant mashup. Now, you know Michael Jordan, great one of the greatest players that ever played a game, arguably the best player to ever play the game. And I say arguably because there's some cats that there's some cats out there. You know, Mike just happened to do what he did on the world stage. But there's some cats out there that you might ain't never heard nothing about, ain't never seen, ain't never nothing. Mike just go in the park every Sunday, you know. Mike just happened to be on the world stage. So, was, you know, we've got to be careful with that. But basically in this Michael Jordan mashup, mashup, they take moves of Michael Jordan because they had the same, same Kobe years, and you take the moves of Kobe Bryant, and it's almost like identical. Some of the same moves they'll show Michael Jordan doing, and they'll show Kobe doing, and they'll show Michael Jordan in a situation, uh, faking left, going right, Michael Jordan, and it's, it's almost identical. It's almost scary. It's almost scary. Well, why? Because what Kobe did is he said, studied Mike with, the, with any, any ball player. I did. And, he, and Mark, the perfect man, you see somebody doing you're a good carpenter, and I know that I might work on my house soon. Why wouldn't I learn something from you? Why would I be somewhere doing something else when I can learn something from you? So, Paul told Timothy, he said, watch your life and doctrine. Why? Because your doctrine is going to influence your life. People with twisted lives. It's because your doctrine is twisted. Some of y'all ain't got that yet. Your doctrine is what you believe, is what you're thinking on, is what you're dwelling on, what you what, what's in your heart. That get twisted. So now your life is twisted. So the first step in straightening out messed up lives 
Come on, children of God. It's to straighten out messed up doctrine. You will never achieve a sound life with doctrine. See, that's what the adversary, that's why the adversary find you hearing doctrine as long as it's crazy. He don't mind you hearing preaching as long as it's nonsensical. Foolishness. He don't mind because that, that helps his program. It's when sound doctrines start coming at you. That's when the adversaries start fighting. Oh, he wants you to go to sleep now. He wants you to get up and walk out of that church. Oh, do not believe that. From sound doctrine, because when sound doctrines start hitting you, you mess around and grab a hold of that, and now your life will change into a sound life. Mess around now, your marriage will change into a sound marriage. Mess around now and your family will change into, oh, man, adversary, long as there's some foolishness, long as there's some nonsense being preached and taught, adversary, like, go ahead on, go ahead on. Go ahead on, y'all, enjoy yourself with that foolishness. Because he knows who the author of that. But sound doctrine, adversary start fighting real, real, he do real, real, raw damn. Because he knows that sound doctrine some Sound doctrine will expose his game and his children's game. Sound doctrine will tear the cover off this thing. Sound doctrine will, see, sound doctrine, the only way you can achieve sound doctrine is with the word of God. And God says that my word is living and active. Sound doctrine will change some folks' lives. It will, cha- it will turn some things around. It, sound doctrine will make some things happen. God's word is, and what is the root of sound doctrine? God's word. God's word is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges. God's word judges the thoughts and intentions or the thoughts and motives of our heart. You start messing around with God's word, man, now you've got to examine everything you're thinking. Examine your because God's word does. God's word don't go. Don't let nothing go. Everything. The word of God is it judges the thoughts and intentions of men's heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from the outside of God. So just like God see it, God will say something about it. Some of y'all out there understand my voice. Pastor come to your house, you're trying to put out cigarettes, trying to Put hide the ashtray in the in the in the closet and trying to uh, turn off all the, the the change the mat the nasty nasty magazines and put them. Oh, man, that, you can't hide from God. What that mean if, if pastor don't see it? God say I see it because nothing in all creation is hidden from my eyes. I said, God said, look, pastor trying to be saved just like you. So God said, what well, what do you think you're doing? We're gonna hide that from pastor? Who is pastor? God said, pastor can't save you. The pastor can't condemn you. God said you can't hide from the one who can save you. And you can't hide from the one who can condemn you. We're about done, children of God. Watch your life and your doctrine closely. And then Paul come back and say, persevere. In them, persevere in them, persevere in your in your sound doctrine. No, don't do a little sound doctrine, and then just because things get rough, now you want to go into something else. God, uh, uh-uh. persevere in sound doctrine, persevere in righteous living or righteous lifestyle. Persevere. When you persevere, you got to keep doing it. 
You got to keep on exercising to get the benefits of exercise. You got to keep on studying to get the benefit. You can't stop. What you doing? What are you doing? Perseverance. And how, Lord, do you develop perseverance in us? God said, I'm going to let you hurt real, real bad. <laughs> Suffering produces perseverance. Hurting. Yeah, 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 children of God. Romans chapter 5, verse 3, not only so, but we rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope will not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Suffering, it got to hurt. You can't develop perseverance. And that's why some of you ain't got no perseverance because you don't like hurting. So you can't, you, can't get, you can't get the reward of hurting. You can't get the reward of suffering because in order to get to perseverance, you've got to go through the suffering. Suffering is what produces perseverance. You don't want to, you don't want to suffer. Mm-hmm. That's, why you can't develop, that's why you can't develop perseverance. Can't stick with that. You've got to hurt. Suffering. You've got to go through. Suffering. Most of us, many of us, been deceived and tricked into believing that suffering is the enemy. Suffering is the bad guy. No, no, no. Suffering is our friend. Suffering is our friend. Suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. God said, how exactly are you going to develop the character of Christ without suffering? God said, explain that one to me. And God said, you can't because it's not possible. God says, I've already told you the pathway to the character of Christ. Now, you do understand that at the end of the day, children of God, we got to be like Jesus. I hope you all do understand that. We got to be like Jesus. Those God foreknew, Romans chapter 8, he predestined to be conformed into the likeness of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. We got to be like Jesus. Well, how did Jesus get like he was? Well, even though Jesus was the son of God, the Bible says he learned obedience by what he suffered. Quit trying to run from every time, this time for some suffering. Get to the place where you start running into some suffering. Why? Because I know I'm, I'm going in a fire. I'm going to get purified. I'm going in some old fire. I'm going to be made more like Jesus. Run into the suffering. Pray, keep running away from the suffering all the time. Every time some suffering, there you go. To other, get to the place you run into it. Same mess that the, 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 the Israelite troops were doing when Goliath would come. Every time Goliath would come out and start talking that nonsense, they'd take off running away from it. David said, I ain't running away from you nowhere. I'm running right up into your jive. Get to the place, children. God, you run right up into suffering's jive. Run right into the heart of where it's at. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm stay right on the refugee camp. What? Apostle, let us put you in the, in the no, don't put me in nowhere. Put me right there. Apostle, please. No, don't please nothing. Put me right there. Apostle, please let us get air conditioning. No, have you got air conditioning in your room? No. They don't give me the air in my room. Put me right there. Run to it. and Watch the character of Christ prevail. Jesus, you know, think about Jesus. Jesus come to the, Jesus left heaven. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jesus left heaven where everything was perfect where everybody treated him like he was supposed to be treated and came to the earth where his prized creation treated him like dirt, 
where he had to endure undressed mistreatment, where he had to be scorned and rejected, where he had to be a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and we are still. He, wait, Jesus, you came from heaven down to earth. Oh, that roll off our tongues real, real smooth. But let us think about what you left to come down here with us in this mess that we have made of an earth. This stinking stuff we got going down here. You came down here. You came and got down in this mud with us. Remember once, uh, Lord is flashing something in my spirit. God said, Robert, the boys like that. The boys like that. I was coaching junior varsity football years ago, ninth, ninth and tenth grade boys. Big rainstorm had come. Feel all muddy. Varsity team ran inside, and uh, we were getting ready to run inside. I was like, nah, nah. Boys were getting ready to run inside. Feel they got all muddy. I mean mud everywhere, big water puddles. Varsity team had already run inside. I was like, man, we ain't going inside. The boys was like, what? Pastor Hood now, uh, different ones. They were like, what? Coach was that? Took off running full speed. Boys was like, what are you doing, Coach? Where you come And just dove. A little while. I ain't saying it's right. I'm just trying to tell you a story. And just dove. Belly first, head first, right into the big mud and slid. The boys was like, ah. I said, now let's practice. I'm out there coaching, mud hanging all up. And, man, we had one of the best practices of the year. Best practice. You said, Pastor, why you do that for? Because the game don't get canceled because of rain. Why are we canceling because of practice? You say, Apostle, what that got to do with my Christianity? The process of God making you into, into the likeness of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, don't stop because you heard him. Don't stop because you're uncomfortable. It don't stop. The game goes on. We play in the mud. We play in the rain. Why are we stopping practice? Come on, son. Let's give it a close. I'm about tired of preaching. I'm about tired of preaching now. Got to develop what? What's the word? Huh? Perseverance. And how do we develop perseverance? Suffering. As parents, many of us, we want to goo-goo our children and la-la our children. No, 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 no. Let that joker hurt a little bit. You're teaching valuable life lessons. Let him hurt. Let him feel some pain. Let him suffer a little bit. Dude, set up some stuff that's going to purposefully hurt that little joker. That's right. Let him hurt. Let him hurt. Let him feel some hurt, 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 hurt. And see, then when he has learned how to hurt, 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 when life tries to hurt, hurt, hurt him, he can what? Oh, man, I can persevere. I don't, what, what are you talking about, life? My daddy taught me how to deal with hurt a long time ago. But if my daddy or my mommy ain't taught me how to deal with hurt a long time ago, now when hurt come in life, I'd fall all to pieces. Let that joker learn how to hurt. Do some push-ups. Do some sit-ups. Some calisthenics. Do some work. Work. Let it hurt. Reveal some hurt. So now, when hurt come, what you going to run into, I'm prepared for that. I ain't got to fall apart. 
because life has got a little rough. I dealt with roughness a long time ago. And see, it ain't got nothing to do with how much being, how much money you got or how much money you don't have. Rich, rich people, you can train children. You can train children how to, how to, how to experience some, some, uh, some suffering. You can do it. In fact, you can, you can make it real. real. It, can be, it can be real, real easy when you got a whole lot of money. Some of these big-time farmers around here, real, real rich farmers, would take their kids and have them working right in what? Tobacco, right in the farm. No, that their kids ain't got to work. They ain't got to, but we're going to let you learn something here, boy. We'll let you learn something. Understand that as parents, you, you don't never, the, the teaching of your children never stops. Yeah, you might have taught him when he was two or three, but yeah, there's some lessons you got to teach him when he's 22 or 23, too. Joker need to learn. That ain't how you do. Yeah, sure, we could just come in and make it all, but no, we ain't. You're going to feel this one. Develop some endurance. Develop some perseverance. Because if you do, watch this now, if you develop perseverance, you will save both yourself and your hearers. When you develop perseverance, you got something to say to folk. When you got some perseverance, you can, you can, you can go. Folk respect perseverance all over the world. Folk respect hard work all over the world. Shuffling and jiving is a curse all over the world, and hard work, people respect. People know when you have worked hard. Don't you think people don't do it? They don't care when you work hard. You, as a preacher, you think I can't tell when a preacher has worked hard? You all up there, you don't know no scripture. You all up there, don't know no, you ain't messing around. Perseverance, when you have developed perseverance, you are not only a blessing in your own life, but you become a blessing in the lives of other people. This is why the scripture talks about how we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and our what? And our testimony. People need to know where Christ has brought us from. Because there's some people that where Christ has brought us from, they in it right now. Same way Christ has brought me from drugs and different. Some of y'all out there on the sound of my voice, you still lighting up. Man, Apostle, I sure wish, I sure wish Christ would <laughs> hit the crack pipe. I sure wish Christ would save me too. Let me get this hit though. You need to know that Christ has delivered some others. From some of that, whatever you in out there under the sound of my voice, Christ has delivered somebody from that. Whatever you in, whatever you have done, whatever you struggling with, Christ has delivered somebody from that. He's delivered somebody from that. There ain't nothing you in. Oh, sometimes adversary have us feel like what we in is so bad, it's so terrible, we can't lies, lies, pack of lies. Christ can deliver you. Christ will deliver you. Give him a chance. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you, we praise you, we appreciate you, we glorify you, exalt you, and magnify you. You alone are God, and beside you, there is none other. Thank you, Father, for everything you've shared with us, everything you've done to us, through us, and for us tonight. We pray that your word has sunk deep in the hearts and minds of your people, both saved and unsaved. Those who are unsaved, Father, we pray that your word has convicted and converted them. Those who are saved, we pray that they have grown in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We love you tonight, Father, and we, we, we appreciate you. We reverence you. We thank you for the opportunity to take this time 
to hear from you and to and to be blessed by your wisdom, Father. We give you glory, honor, and praise. These and all other blessings we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. And amen. Question one. Come on, somebody. Yes. All right. What have we got to go through in order to uh, develop perseverance? Very good question. What have we got to go through to develop perseverance? Question two. What are three things? Good question. Very good question. What are three things we learn about through the letters to Timothy? And question three. All right. Who who are some who are some individuals that are blessed when we develop perseverance? I think that's what you're trying to ask, man. Who are some individuals that are blessed when we develop perseverance? Amen and amen. Children of God, the Lord continue to bless each of you. And may heaven smile on you. You can reach us through email at thepersonsourchurch@gmail.com. Check our website www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 and try D17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Chris and Sound Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you in heaven, smiling you. In Jesus' name, amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.